Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I want to welcome you. Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, right here located in Perth Amboy, New Jersey. We won't be a part of that boy for long, praise the Lord. The Lord is going to bless us with that beautiful building. And so I want to encourage you, though we're not meeting in person, continue to share, um, join us here on YouTube or Facebook, and make sure you share this, share this on your social media platform, encourage people to come. Listen, um, I'm concerned about your safety, so therefore we're not meeting at this time. But we're trusting God at the right time when this pandemic is is wiped out or at least lifted up where we can have some kind of distancing in, in, in our present building, then we'll, we'll meet together. But in the meantime, there's many different ways in which you can join us by um, on the internet through Zoom. We have Thursday night, a Bible study, this upcoming Thursday. In light of 4th of July, we're not going to meet. But the following Thursdays, next, we got a couple more Thursdays until we're in this section about knowing the living God. And then if you're a woman and you're a part of the church, we will love to have you for our prayer ministries. Our women, they pray together every Saturday, Saturday morning. And so if you're interested in joining that, just contact us here at the ministry. Also, you can join us on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. What a wonderful opportunity it is to pray corporately together. And if you're interested in joining a prayer group, we have three groups that target different areas of the church. We want you to join us with that. People are being trained in prayer, learning how to pray effectively, praying by the Spirit and praying the Word of God over our church. And so um, don't, be too don't be anxious at all, but instead join us at different things. And we got a couple other things that we're going to get together online. We're going to make the best of this, the most of this. I know some of y'all can't wait to get together. And I know we'll be, when we come together, we'll be like the psalmist that says, I was glad when I, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And that's the way we're going to do. We're going to rejoice and thank God for the opportunity to meet together. In the meantime, we are meeting through online. And so this is a wonderful opportunity to stretch your faith. Listen, I, I want you to stop what you're doing. Stop moving around. I want you to sit down, discipline yourself, and sit down in front of that computer, that phone, that, that television, and listen to the Word of God. It takes faith to sit down and not move. I'm telling you, don't move at all. Make yourself. Make yourself sit down and not move. This is an opportunity for you to exercise discipline. Don't put some food on and have to go and check it out. Sit down and listen to the Word of God. This is an opportunity to hear what God has to say. So today I'm going to talk about something I'm very passionate about. Two areas that I'm really, really passionate about. One is prayer. The other is evangelism prayer and evangelism. So I'm going to talk about praying for the lost or praying for non-believers or praying for unbelievers or praying for people who don't know Jesus. I don't know what, I guess the title will be praying for the lost, praying for the lost. People who are not saved, they are lost. And so we're going to lift them up before the Lord and I'm going to show you how from scriptures. So let's go to the Lord in prayer as we prepare to share what the Lord has for us. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. What a what a what a delight it is on, on today, Sunday, the Lord's Day. This is your day. 
And I want to great. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for for this um, channel, this way of a meeting with your people. It's not the way that we want to want to meet, but we thank God that we still can meet, Lord. Unlike the ch earlier church where they had to, you know, listen to Paul through their letters, but we can listen to um, leadership through the internet. And I thank you, Father. I thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. Grant unto me your son and your slave, supernatural divine utterance, that I may boldly may known the mysteries of the gospel. I am your man. I ask that you will speak through my lips, my lips of clay. Give me a tongue, the tongue of the, of the learned. Give, make my tongue of a pen of a ready writer. I, Father, give me supernatural divine utterance, that I may boldly may known the mysteries of the gospel. May I step into those offices that you've called me to, and my, may I flow out of that anointing and that grace. May your people get an understanding of what it means to pray for the unbeliever, to pray the will of God into their lives. I thank you, Father. We praise you and we honor you, Father. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to take our time and dive into praying for the lost. If you have your Bibles, go with me to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Here we go. Let's look at verses 1 through 5. First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. We can stop there. We can cap there all day long. He starts out here by saying, first of all. So that lets me know that this is of importance. Above praying for your specific needs, are praying for, you know, Lord bless so-and-so. But here, Paul is putting an emphasis, first of all, when you go to prayer, this is what I want you to pray. This should be the top of your prayer list. First of all, then, I urge you, and notice as you read this, you, you get a sense of urgency, a, a sense of do it now. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving so he lets us see there are at least four types of prayers. There's supplication, there's prayers in general with an S, there's intercessions with an S, and there's thanksgivings. So we should operate as Christians, we should operate in all of these types of prayers and more. <laughs> um, don't get stuck in just praying your prayers the way that you pray them. But be open to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us and guide us in prayer. And, and, and I, I'm opposed to just calling our prayer ministry intercessors. Because they're more, much more than intercessors. They are prayers. P-R-A-Y-E-R. -E prayers with an S. Prayers. That means that people who pray. Now there is a, there can be a special grace for people in general, I mean, people who have a, a great desire to pray. And that's why we have a prayer ministry. But in general, every Christian is called to be an intercessor, a supplicator, a person to offer up thanksgiving and offer up prayers. And so we're not to look at, oh, that person is a prayer warrior. We all are called to be, quote unquote, prayer warriors. We're all called to be intercessors. It is the divine duty of uh, notice I said divine, divine duty, our divine task of all believers to intercede. God has called us to intercede, not only to intercede, to supplicate, to offer up thanksgiving and, uh, and offer up prayer. So here Paul tells us, 
tells Timothy, by way of Timothy, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul says, First of all, I urge you that prayers, supplications, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all people. Notice that Paul has put a great emphasis on all people. So we should pray for everyone. And then he goes, he's more specific. Verse 2, for kings and all who are in high positions. Uh, King James says, all who are in authority. So we're to pray for kings. We're to pray for presidents. We're to pray for those who are in authority. Pray for your pastor, Pastor Dwayne. Pray for other pastors. Pray for the bishop and the apostle. Pray for those who are in high positions. For kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. For this is good and is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. So here we see Paul is exhorting believers, first his son in the ministry, Timothy. He's exhorting them to pray for those who are in authority. So we're to pray for our current president. We're to pray for the officers and the governors. We're to pray for, what, what are we to pray? He tells us what to pray. He says to pray that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life. And, and, and it goes on, it says, godly and dignified in every way. So there's a fourfold purpose of praying for those who are in leadership, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life, godly and dignified in every way. Those are things you should pray for. And then he goes on, he says, and this is good and it's pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior. I don't know about you, but I want to be pleasing in his sight. And the only way that you and I could be pleasing in his sight is by coming through, coming to Jesus and, and living out the gospel, living out the faith. Here he tells us how to please God, more and specifically in prayer. To please God by first praying, second praying for those in authority, and praying that we may lead a quiet and peaceful um, and, and godly and dignified life. Why is it important that we lead, live this kind of type of life is because it gives us an opportunity and it's an advantage for the opportunity for our church and for the body of Christ to spread the gospel. It's easier. Uh, I, I shouldn't say easier, but it makes things when the environment is right, it's easier to pre preach the gospel. When the environment, there's a lot of hostility, it's hard. And so Paul is praying or telling Timothy to pray for, the, for a, a conducive atmosphere for the gospel to be spread because he goes right into that the fact that Jesus came to die for all, that it was it's God's will for all to be saved. There are some people who believe that there is only a chosen a few that God has chosen to be saved. We know that that is error. That's error. We don't believe in the doctrine of election, not that type of election. But we do believe that it's God's will for everybody to be saved. Poor, rich, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, you name it. It is God's will for every person to be saved. 
And so this is my emphasis, emphasis today, is to pray for the lost. If you want to please God, begin to pray for the lost. And I said this, I think, last week. Every Christian endeavor that fails is a prayer failure. So let's begin to cultivate times of prayer and praying for those who are lost. Timothy, I mean, Paul continues. He talks about that there is a mediator between God and men. The, a mediator is like the bridge, the bridge between God and man. Jesus is the God man. He's the God man. He's 100% God and he's 100% man. Salvation cannot be obtained any other way. Christ is the great intercessor. He's the great bridger. He's the bridge between God and man, God and humanity. He's the ransom for us all. Jesus is the great intercessor. Here we, we see this, the mediator, Christ Jesus. The ministry we have um, that Jesus has is an intercessor. We're, we're, um, and then one of our callings as Christians, the divine duty, is to be intercessors, to intercede for those who don't know God. When you look at scriptures, when it comes to intercession and intercessory prayer, it mainly deals with those who are not in relationship with God. Those who cannot go to God, um, they don't have the understanding of how to go to God. So you intercede on the behalf of someone who cannot stand for themselves. It, the word intercession or intercessory prayer, it, it simply means to stand in the gap, to stand in the gap. So we stand in the gap before God on the behalf of those who cannot stand on their own. And as we think about this, we think about the unbeliever, the unbeliever. So let's go, if you got your Bibles, go with me to Colossians chapter 4. Now, I have not forgotten about Colossians. We started in Colossians, in, I believe in March or beginning of April. And we will get to Colossians when the Spirit of God leads us and guides us. All right, here we go. Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. It would, I guess it would help if I get to it. Colossians chapter 4. And let's look at verse 2. Continue, step, continue steadfastly in prayer. The Bible tells us again and again and again and again, over and over and over again, to pray, to be people of pray, prayer. We see Jesus, our Savior and our Lord, who prayed in the morning, he prayed at night. And so our life should be filled with prayer. We see from uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says to pray without ceasing. Your life should be a life of prayer. Your prayers should, should, should outlive you. You should pray so much that your prayers are still being answered when you're in heaven, in the glories of heaven. And here at Colossians 4, it says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it. So the Bible tells us to watch and pray. That doesn't mean to pray with your eyes open per se. Um, you don't have to necessarily close your eyes when you pray, but it helps to keep out distractions. So we pray and we watch and pray. We're alert. We're listening to the Spirit of God. We're, we're following the promptings of the Spirit when we pray. That, that, that's what it means to watch and pray. Some people have taken that to the extreme where their eyes are open, they're looking around, I'm watching and praying. <laughs> uh, that's foolishness. That's foolishness. The word watch simply means to be alert, to be 
mindful, be conscious of what's happening around you. It says to continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us. Here the Apostle Paul told the church to pray for him. He was not prideful and says, oh, I'm such an apostle. And I and Jesus appeared to me that he did not, that he wasn't, you know, so great in God that he didn't need the prayers of the saints. We all need the prayers of the saints. We all need the fellowship of the saints. Don't ever think that you can walk this Christian life without your brothers and your sisters. You need to come to church. You need to meet us online while we're meeting online. This is an opportunity for you to hear the word of God. I mean, I'm telling you, God has been blessing us online, and we're going to continue to grow and fellowship. I know you're used to me being at the church recording this, but guess what? I'm here at the, at, the, at my house. I'm able to preach to you from my house to wherever you are. This is able to reach thousands of people, millions, and, you know, I'm telling you, I encourage you to, to make it a habit to get around brothers and sisters in Christ, not during this time of uh, coronavirus, but when, you know, when we're able to meet like we, we like we want to. And he goes on, he says, pray for us that God may open unto us, open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ, an account which I am in prison, that I may know, uh, that, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. So before you go to, if, as your pastor, you should pray for me. For God to open up doors for the word, doors of utterance, King James says. We need to pray for doors to be open. Every time I go, uh, I'm, I'm going to work tonight. So when I, when I go to work, I'm praying for doors of opportunities, doors of utterance, so I, I can boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. That's how you pray. One of the things you pray for the lost is you pray for God to open for you to be used in that way. We should all strive to win the loss, right? Come on with me. Come on with me. Come on. We all should strive to win the loss. It shouldn't just be the pastors or the evangelists, but we should all do the works of the works of an evangelist. And so you should pray for God to open up to you doors of utterance. When you start praying for God to send people, uh, missionaries, and God to send laborers in His harvest, switch that to Lord, send me. Here am I, Lord, as Isaiah said. Here am I, send me. Come on, say that with me. Here am I, send me. God wants to send you. He'll, he'll get you a job, a promotion, to get you around some people that need to hear the gospel. Don't think that you, that nice little job that you got is just for you to like, oh, um, you know. No, he set you there so you can be a light and be a witness. Also, God has, um, you know, your neighbors. He set you right beside your neighbor so you can be a witness. Now, don't go kicking the door down. Ask God to open the door. Look for opportunities. Pray for the opportunity to witness and look for the opportunity to witness. All right, let's continue. Um, so we see Paul tells them to pray that they may have a door for the word, um, a door of opportunity to preach so he can preach the gospel. Let me say this. Prayer prepares the way for the gospel to be preached. Prayer prepares the way for the gospel to be preached. Go with me to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. And let's look at verses 35 and 38. Matthew chapter 9 verses 35 and 38 says this. And Jesus went throughout the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, 
Here's Declan, y'all. Come here, come here. You want to say hi. You want to interrupt your dad. <laughs> say hi. Hi. Hi, okay. There you go. Let me continue. Let me continue. All right, Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 38. It says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So we see from the scripture that Jesus says, you know what? The, the, the harvest is plentiful. People are, oh, I want God to send revival. I want God to send revival. But I want you to know that the harvest is plentiful. There are plenty of people waiting to hear the good news of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus tells his disciples to pray for the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the harvest field. So you should make that your priority. Pray that God will send laborers. The laborers are few. I want to be a laborer. I want to be part. I want to be counted in that number. I want to be a laborer in the harvest, in the kingdom of God. I want to labor with God. I want to be a co-laborer with God. And so if, if that, that is to happen, I must learn first to pray for the lost, to pray. And so, so many times I've heard people, I, I grew up in church. <laughs> I've been in church all my life, all my little life. I, I think I was born in church. Actually, I, I do. <laughs> Some people say I was, I was speaking. I was born speaking in tongues. That's not true. That's not true. I received the baptism probably like at six years old. But here, I've heard people all my life, all my Christian life, which is all my life. Lord, save so and so. Save so and so. That that prayer, I, I want to submit to you. That prayer is unscriptural. Praying for God to save so-and-so. Praying for God to pray to save Uncle Peter. That's not that's not scriptural. How can you say that, Pastor Wayne? Because you don't see anywhere from the Word of God where we're called to pray for people to get saved. We I know, I know that might be a shocker to you, but we're not to pray for people to get saved. We're to pray for one. For God to send laborers. That's that's the greater need because guess what? Salvation has already been accomplished. Jesus has already made provision for every human being to be saved. Did you hear me? For God has made provision in Christ for every human being to already be saved. The, the problem is or the, the key is to getting people to receive by faith what God has done through Christ. So what we want to do is pray. One of the first steps, if you're taking notes, is to pray for God to send laborers. Everybody say that with me. Pray for God to send laborers. So I want you to pray, begin to pray for God to send laborers in your town, your community, your city, your state, your country. In, into the world. Pray for laborers. Jesus boldly said that the harvest is plentiful, 
but the laborers are few. There's not enough laborers. So God, Jesus says, pray that the Lord of the harvest send laborers into his harvest field. All right? As you know, I'm passionate about this. Pray for, door, for doors for the word to go, right? Doors of utterance. Pray for the word. The word of the Lord will have free course and reign. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. We're talking about praying for the lost. Praying for the lost. 2 Thessalonians. I told you I'm, I'm, passion, I'm, I'm passionate about two. I'm passionate about a, a few things. Not everything. I'm not passionate about everything. But I am passionate about a few things. And the few things I'm passionate about is one is prayer. And another is evangelism. Evangelism. Here we go. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1. Family, brothers, and sisters, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you. So here Paul again is praying that the word of the Lord will have free course. That's King James, right? Pray that the word of God have free course. So let's say I'm praying for Perth Amboy. Lord of the harvest, send laborers into Perth Amboy in Jesus' name. Send laborers into Perth Amboy. May the word of the Lord have free course and reign and be glorified in Perth Amboy in Jesus' name. That, that's how you do it. Or you pray for, let's say, you're going to pray for Nick at your, at your job. You got a guy named Nick. Lord, I pray for Nick. I pray that Lord, Lord, the Lord of the harvest will send laborers across Nick's path in the name of Jesus. May Nick experience the Lord of the harvest sending someone to him. And God, I pray that the word of the Lord will have free course and reign and be glorified with Nick as it was with Jesus, as it was with the earlier church. That's how you do that, okay? So we saw from Matthew chapter 9 to pray for laborers. We see from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1, pray that the word of the Lord will have reign, may speed ahead and be glorified. So those are some things you pray. When you're praying for the lost, that's what you do. All right, uh, let's let's continue with this. Um, we, we, we're to continue on in prayer. prayer. Prayer is never to be stopped, been offered unto the Father in the name of Jesus with thanksgiving. Prayer it needs to be offered up with thanksgiving. Our prayers should be clothed with thanksgiving for what God has done for us in Christ, for answering prayer, you need to thank God. Thanksgiving is an act of faith. You're, you're thanking God for what you do not yet see, right? And so here we, we talked about praying for the Lord of the harvest, all right? So pray God will send laborers. So you're praying for somebody also. We, we said Nick. Lord, I pray that you send laborers into Nick's path. Two, you pray that the word of the Lord will have free course with that laborer. Number three is 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's go over there. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's do this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's go to verse 4. This is a beautiful passage. It says this. In their case, uh, number three. Chapter 4, verse 3. And if, if our gospel is veiled or hidden, it is hidden to those who are perishing. If our gospel is hidden, it's hidden to those who are perishing. 
So the gospel of Jesus Christ has been hidden to the unbeliever. Let me say that again. The gospel of Jesus Christ has been hidden to the unbeliever. Now, who's hiding the gospel? It's not certainly not God. God is light. Satan is hiding the gospel. He has blinded the unbeliever. So unbelievers cannot do not see. They don't see. They don't see right. This is why it's important, even as a Christian, we need to stay in the Word of God and in prayer, stay among the people of God. Have you ever noticed people get by, by themselves, they get kind of cuckoo? They kind of get kind of um, like, that doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, God doesn't want us to be flaky, flaky Christians, right? <laughs> uh, but God wants us to, to, to be well balanced. And you need your brothers and your sisters to help you see correctly. You need pastors and teachers and apostles and evangelists and, and um, you know, uh, prophets, apostles, prophets and evangelists, pastors and teachers. You need the fivefold ministry to help to keep you on course, right? Listen, don't get by yourself. Isolation is a, it's a, it's a great saying. It's not found in the Bible, but isolation is the devil's playground. So when you get by yourself, the devil mess with you and and, and get gets all gets you all kinds of thoughts. That's why you need to stay in contact with the body of Christ. Someone to kind of bounce things off of. When you're about to make a major decision, talk to your pastor. Talk to me. Sit down and set up a meeting so that we can pray together and, and search the scriptures to make sure that you're making the right decision. You need people to speak into your life, even when it comes to who you who you should marry. You need the body of Christ to speak into that relationship, to, to say, hey, I, I'm concerned about that. This is what I'm picking up on this person. I'm telling you, you, you could God, the Holy Spirit, will pick up, allow believers to pick up things in their spirit concerning the person that you're dating. I don't know who this, that's for, but if you get a check or a warning and somebody gives you some wisdom, take heed to that. Don't, don't throw that away. That, that's God speaking to you. That's God using your brothers and your sisters. I, I, let, let's go back to this. So here it says, our gospel is hid. It is hid from those who are perishing, those who do not believe. Verse 4, it says, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. Let me read that again. In their case, if our God's gospel is hidden or veiled, it is veiled or hidden to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. The devil wants to keep people away from Jesus. The devil wants to keep people away from Jesus. So you pray that God will send laborers across their path. You pray that the word of the Lord will have free course and reign with that believer. And then you pray for their eyes to be open. This is how you pray for the lost. You pray for their eyes to be open. Lord, remove the blinders. Father, I pray that their eyes will be open. May they see the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to pick up next week. I'm going to pick this up next week, and we're going to continue to talk about praying for the lost. I'm going to give you some tools how to pray effectively. I want you to take the, your homework is to take some time to go over these passages, to meditate on them. 
Matthew chapter 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Take some time, meditate on these scriptures, get them in your heart. I'm not going to rush this passage. I'm not going to rush this message just so I can fit in a, a time zone. But I actually, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you so you can get it because prayer is so important. All right, let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. I pray, Father, that you would cause them to be effective prayers. Effective prayers in Jesus' name. Help us to fulfill the divine task of praying for the lost in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His word. God bless you.